All right. Welcome to the podcast. It is 9.15 and the kids are asleep. It's time for the aging hipsters to come alive. And welcome to the podcast, Heather Prock. Hey. How's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm good. So I think before tonight, the last time we spoke was, I don't even know, five years or something like that? Over five years. No, I think it was in Chicago. It was in Chicago. Mother's Day. Uh, Yeah. We were like driving around or something with Jackie and Yvette or something like that. Yes. And I know that you were talking to you, you and Jackie, my wife, have been kind of continually in um, contact and stuff like that. But we haven't really been a part of it until until you contacted me about wanting to be on here. So thanks a lot for being here. Thank you. Did you want to just sort of give a quick rundown of your bio? Um, sure. So since we've last uh, chatted in Chicago, um, I have left Chicago and um, I'm now living back in Milwaukee, where I was from, and for various reasons, moving back uh, with family. So now I'm teaching yoga fairly often. I have a full-time job where I sell labels, which still pertains to food, where we last kind of left off. And then I also um, help assist in running some motorcycle races. Are you on the motorcycles themselves? Are you a motorcycle rider? I just got my license. Like oh, maybe really? a month ago. Yeah, I failed my first test, but then I went back a week later and now I've passed. Now I officially have my motorcycle license. And are you like, so you're, are you organizing races? Are you a racer yourself or what do you do? No, I um, organize them. So very similar to um, any form of operations. It's just the operations of getting the riders in, getting them set up and doing shows on a very large format. So like arena shows. So we've sold out a couple arenas and so it's doing uh, a show for 10,000 people wow that's pretty (laughs) awesome and now you will start racing in there um no Uh, did you get your like helmet with like flames on it no 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 i don't have the balls (laughs) i don't have the balls to race (laughs) okay motorcycles scare the crap out of me uh that's just me i might be like but you could not pay me enough money to get on a motorcycle I need like walls around me, like car walls or something to keep me safe. So, really? So you wouldn't get on the back? I, I went on one time onto a back of a mo- motorcycle and that was obviously safe, but no, I would never do that again. I don't know. It's just, it's just my thing. All right. So I gave you a, a little bit of a homework assignment for this uh, podcast. I asked you to pick four songs that kind of coincide with different parts of your life. First song I asked for something that kind of comes to mind about where you came from. The second song is kind of like your biggest influence of your young life, you know, when you're in high school or college. Kind of the third song is kind of something that comes to mind when you, I guess, blossom into adulthood. And fourth is where you are now and where where are you heading? And I think you got them for me. So let's look at the first song. What did Um, you pick? All right. My... I picked a song, I picked music that my dad used to listen to. And, and, you know, when you gave me this assignment, I even called him up to kind of get a grasp, uh, different than from what I remember, but really where he was and what he remembers. My dad used to listen to a lot of music. He still to this day does. Um, and he would listen to it so loud that neighbors would complain and, and um, call our house and stuff. And, and it was my dad. It wasn't, you know, my brother or I. Um, but and he would listen to Pink Floyd or John Mellencamp, The Doors, The Eagles. He was he was quite hip uh, for his time. So I picked um, 
Joe South, uh, I can remember this song playing often, and it was the games people play. It's kind of that same genre, that same time frame where, you know, songs had, had meaning and they had something behind them in the 70s. Not like today. No, no there's, there's no meaning whatsoever anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know, they were, you know, they're singing about politics and stuff, which even when you re-listen yeah. to now have some, some relevance, but um, really had some substance then. And that's that's kind of what he was. And, and I didn't pick it because it resonated with me. I, I was young, so I didn't really understand all of the mm-hmm. all of the piece. But what I did understand through all of what my dad was playing was kind of the rebellion that that he was going through. And so what was he rebelling against, do you remember? No, I think it was just the freedom. Like, I remember that my dad listened to really great music and yeah. no one else... No one else's parents around me uh, got to listen to that same kind of music. You're in Milwaukee, it, the city, or outside of it? No, we were just outside the city. We li- we were in the city until I was in second grade, and then we moved to the suburbs of sorts. Yeah. Okay. And what what did uh, what did they do? What did your dad and mom do? My mom cleaned houses. My dad uh, was an electrical engineer. And they moved down from the UP, so Upper Peninsula, Michigan, a very small town. Um, and they moved down, I guess, to give my, they had my brother at that point in time um, to kind of make a new life. And I think that they yeah. were small town, grew up small town, and then were trying to make it in the city. And I, I remember them always trying to, to have this uh, hustle, so to speak, to make it. And so that we stayed buttoned up and always had everything that would look like we belonged. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be what I called at that point in time an arter, which would be an artist. Um, so I would color and paint a lot. I would color and my dad worked nights, so he would spend all day with me. You know, he would go to work at 6 p.m. So he would spend all day and he would work three, have four off, work four, have three off. So we spent a tremendous amount of time together. So he would listen to music all day long, and I would color in coloring books. Let's go to the second song. So you're no longer want to be an arter, or do you? you yeah, I went, I went to art school. Oh, really? In high school? Like a magnet school? I went to college. I went to Minneapolis College of Art and Design. In Minneapolis? Yeah. Holy cow, I didn't realize that. Okay, so what's your second song? All right, so what's now we get to high school. High school, college is where you put me. So now I'm an art school kid, so I have some drama in my own mind. So we go to uh, She by Green Day, which just is, is kind of... <laughs> Do you know the song? I think so, yes. So, you know, a little more uncertainty going on in my life um, and confidence and um, my own woes. So I get caught up in those and and I get to make art about them. Um, So I needed something a little passionate. So Green Day and, you know, what I consider kind of la-di-da punk was really big to me then. You were an artist, like what was your medium? Uh, photography, and I love to make furniture, so I did furniture design. Oh, wow. So, yeah, like Minneapolis is right up your alley then. 70% of people are uh, furniture makers and photographers. <laughs> totally amazing now, but <laughs> or, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Now I just have a crazy loan. I've even called to like move my loans around. And I had the woman once be like, um, are you a doctor? No, I went to art school. Where did you think it was going? My art school experience was just kind of this belief that that I could do whatever I wanted. And so things were going really great. You could express yourself and go to school, but nobody really talked about how it translates into the real world. Um, <laughs> and it, over time, I, you know, I'd worked retail and whatever. And I remember this day, yeah. I had landed a job at the Kohl's, Kohl's department store photo studio. Like now I'm winning, right? And and life is really great. Um, and this is no no disrespect to Kohl's, but just I remember having to just shoot like stagnant stuff on different colored backgrounds. Like at that point in time, mm-hmm. the Margarita Rama, the Jimmy Buffett Margarita Maker, was popular. You need the life of the party, the Margaritaville Frozen Concoction Maker. And we had to shoot it like six times <laughs> on different colored backgrounds. And I was like, this is not what I went to school. <laughs> Oh my God. Were you like dying inside a little bit? Like all the. <laughs> totally, right? This is not. I don't even get to express myself. <laughs> like, what's the statement with this margarita maker? Like, yeah. what are we trying to say here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you probably went to uh, art school and you have all these teachers there that probably feel extremely lucky that they managed to find like a good paying steady job and they weren't going to tell you the, no. uh, what's going on because they're like, you need to c- keep coming back and paying 25,000 a year or something like that. Yeah. It, you're spot on. And nobody tells you it's like a, it's like a little lie where you get out and you're like, all right, roll in the jobs. And that, that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel kind of similar. Like I went to, uh, college, but I went to like the cheapest state school in Illinois. Uh, so at least I made the right decision there. But I just remember coming out of high school and just, I don't know whether it's just how I interpreted what was being said to me about college and how college really kind of factored into how successful you are in life. But I had this just thing of like, I was going to go to college and I was going to get my degree. And after that, I would just I mean, like, it was like I would leave and then they would just hand me the ticket to middle class, you know, like, life. I'd be like, oh, thank you for that. And, like, I'm just going, where's my, where's my new house? You know, where's my, like, white collar job? I'm ready to go, you know, but it wasn't that way at all. Guy ended up moving to the Twin Cities, kind of like you, and just being, you know, like, being like, okay, I'm here, here, everybody, and people are not impressed with just, like, another liberal arts major with no real skills at anything and it took a while and like i ended up in the retail too because like at least it was something there and i needed to keep working but i totally feel you it's i almost wish i spent time learning some like a trade or something something like valuable that i could use i mean at least he had furniture making right (laughs) or is that not so useful it it is useful um you know i'm i don't know over 20 years removed from college, I suppose. And um, I just talked to my nephew who finally like put my life in, in order in, in real life terms where he's like, you know, I really want to learn to work with my hands. So similar to what you're saying, there there is a beauty to learning how to work with your hands and how to problem solve that comes from it. And all of college, I suppose, get being out on your own in kind of a little safe space is helpful. But practicality, nobody wants to 
you know, we have Ikea and Target. Nobody wants to buy what I can make for $2,000 when you can buy it for 35 bucks. <laughs> so, um, Do you still yeah. have some of your original pieces? <laughs> Do you have an original proc? <laughs> yes. Of course they do. I can't. I don't have the heart to let them go. <laughs> They're so bad now when I look back. So bad. But yeah, you know, I, I, where my downfall was is I wasn't very good at measuring. I like to wing measuring, and that's not something you can do in. <laughs> yeah, it seems like in construction, measurements are very important. So <laughs> yeah, I totally. can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, you can't make a table with one leg a little shorter. No, but I, when I left college, I um, got out, you know, kind of hustling. I think it was working at a hair salon and, and retail or something. At that point in time, um, met someone, fell in love, and he wanted, he needed to move. He was from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and um, he wants to move. And he has, he has a job stable, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to move with you to Appleton. And I'm like, I'll do anything. I'll work at the Walmart because I'm in love and that's what you do. And Mm -hmm. I answer an ad in the paper that is like, uh, do you like to party um, and dance? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes, I do. I'm 22. (laughs) And it turns out to be an audition. I land this interview and then it's an audition to become a professional ballroom dancer. And it. What? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And I go to the bar. I'm at the bar with Dan. And we're having a beer and I'm laughing like that was the craziest thing I've ever done. I'm with I'm against girls who have like a degree in choreography and stuff. And I'm just laughing and they call and they're like, you're our first pick. And because uh, they were looking for a personality more than like a diva. So they found that I was really humble. So I, I ballroom danced um, out of college for probably six years, for six years. And you never did that before? <laughs> no. Like at first when you were talking about that ad, I was like, "You were you a stripper or something?" It <laughs> no, sounds like no, no, uh, professional ballroom dancing. I was teaching adults how to dance. That's crazy. I'm I'm so surprised. I'm flabbergasted. That's that's amazing. So, you were ballroom dancing in Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah. Did you ever go on like those cruises as like one of the? Oh my gosh, we could do a whole episode on ballroom dancing and the inside of ballroom dancing. That's amazing. Okay, so the wind has taken us to the quiz part of the interview. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, are you ready? Heather? Um, yes. You are a notorious Packers fan. I and love the Packers. I'm sure if you remember, I am a diehard Bears fan. So I found a quiz that saved me face as a, as a Bears fan, a quiz called The Packers Dirty Laundry. Oh, gosh. Are you ready? Yes. Totally. Okay. What is the name of the Packers player who burned his eyebrows and eyelashes off after he poured gasoline on some kindling and struck a match in 1995? Oh, my God. I didn't even know that happened. That seems so Wisconsin. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> and this, whoever it is is not from Wisconsin. They just got caught up in a Wisconsin party. Oh, I don't know. Travis Jervy. Do you remember him, the running back? Yes, I remember him. Travis I do not Jervy. remember him without eyebrows. Yeah, so him and his friend LaShawn Johnson had a lot of fun as roommates when they played for the Packers. These guys also set up illegal deer snares in their backyard, which is another very Wisconsin thing. They even thought about buying a lion for a pet. When Mike Holmgren told Jervy, no lion, Travis thought he might like something else like a tiger. <laughs> This is like the hangover. Your, uh, yeah, a little bit. 
<laughs> Wisconsin's a little like Vegas okay, what, that way. Next question. What is the name of the serial killer drafted by the Packers in 1974? Shut up. There is one? Yep. I think Wisconsin has the most serial killers, too. I mean, I, there's obviously the very famous one in Milwaukee. Yeah, Dahmer. He didn't play football. Yeah. Ed Gein? No, he wasn't drafted. Oh. No, uh, the correct answer is Randy Woodfield. He was known as the I-5 killer. But I think that's probably, I think he was out in Oregon or something. But he was drafted in the, let's see, he's out of Portland State in the 17th round of the 1974 draft. Just showing like what kind of organization that the Packers were running back then. I'm not surprised, <laughs> but I mean, it's just... <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, what what Packers player once wore a hand towel with Chicago Bears offensive players' numbers on it, claiming that it was a hit list? I can picture this, but I do not know who it is. I remember Yeah, this is kind of a famous one. Yes, I don't know. Charles, uh, Charles Martin. Oh. So he's the guy that, if you remember, there's that famous play with uh, Jim McMahon, threw an interception or something that it was like 10 seconds after he threw it like he picked him up and just slammed him into the into the ground and like ended the season yes it's kind of funny in this uh quiz like half of this stuff is stuff that packers players did against the bears so that's kind of funny all right what's what's another good one as good as a good wisconsin girl here's how i describe it like brett Favre is kind of like my first boyfriend that was that was really hard um, it's hard to, t- you, it's like, you can't say anything bad about him. I might be able to say a couple bad things about him, but if you do, I'm a little offended and I, I still have that tinge of like, no, that's my man. Don't say that. And, um, so when you talk about the Packers, I could feel that start to come inside of me. Like, <laughs> they don't, yeah, whatever wrong thing they did, you could tell me something really crazy, but I would still be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm still loving Okay. So, <laughs> 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 All right, speaking of crazy, what Packers player allegedly allegedly defecated in the laundry basket of a woman at a Barry University dorm on April 1st, 2002? I don't so think that's fair. In the laundry basket. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. That's college stuff. <laughs> I think he was he was in uh college at the time. Najee Davenport. Oh, Davenport. Oh. Why you got to be like yeah. a funky monkey about that? That's weird. Yeah, he uh, had to do 100 hours of community service. He was given the nickname Dookie and the Dump Truck after that. All right, what's another good one? The only okay, one that I'm waiting for. Go ahead. Let's see if this is it. Okay, you can you can do yours because I, I don't know if it's going to be the same thing. According it's... to Time Magazine, what did Packer fans do to Dan Devine's dog in 1972? Oh, do, you, do you remember who Dan Devine was? No, in 1972? No. Yeah, he was a coach <laughs> no. at the time. Tell oh, me what he did. I might not say what they did to him. What did they do to him? Oh, they shot him. Oh, God. <laughs> There's your Green Bay pa- Packers. Sorry about that. Okay, what <laughs> you got for me? I don't have anything. I was I was waiting for like the Favre Chimera. Oh. The young lady tub. scandal oh the hot tub yeah right wasn't it all in the hot tub there was a hot tub <laughs> there's a prom and a hot tub <laughs> oh prime packers t- uh time right there no i totally forgot about that uh 
So you did pretty well, and that's your Packers quiz. Let's get to your third song. So I was thinking, like, this is kind of when you kind of, I don't know if blossom is the right word, but, you know, you get to the point where it's like adulthood, and you kind of, this is kind of who you are. And I don't know if that makes sense. So what did you pick? It does. So I was torn here. Um, This is kind of where I had the most, this was my most difficult. Because originally I went with, like, working for the weekend, because, of course, that's what happens when you become an adult and you went to art school (laughs) and you have a lot of loans. Um, But I would, I'm going to go kind of rogue and I'm going to say the doors touch me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, baby. And why did did you uh, pick that? Because I felt like that was like, um, for one, that was was kind of who I was into at that point in time. Um, And I have a lot of good, strong memories of the song. Like, I don't know if I haven't had the run through the doorway like it like I'm coming on the field for something that would be my song that and like I have a tiger but you know the whole (laughs) beginning like I can't even think about it without wanting to flip a car so I felt like that was kind of the song that like was what was happening at the time and was super exciting and kind of a relaunch to that to me that's what that song reminds me of what's what's a song that you tossed away um no they were really bad I'm embarrassed I wanted an Ario oh, Speedwagon no. song. <laughs> <laughs> that is very Wisconsin. You know, it's like you know, you're just in Milwaukee, Ario's in town, let's go let's go there. Oh let's my god, Bob, time. that's embarrassing because I just saw them at the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're at the state fair. <laughs> Oh, oh, Milwaukee. You know, I really do like Wisconsin, even though it seems like I'm, I'm kind of harsh and poking fun. I, you know, I grew up from about five minutes from the Wisconsin border. But, like, once again, I, like I said, I was a Bears fan. And, unfortunately, like, it really it, – I probably cared too much about sports when I was younger because I was thinking about, like, what my first song would be. And it might be, like, Bear Down Chicago Bears because, they're like, that's all, like, I loved. And – I got really into the Bears. I still kind of am, but not so much. But it always made me kind of grimace and glare at Wisconsin, which was five minutes away, because I would see the gold and green all too often. And even though Wisconsin is a wonderful place with rolling hills and picturesque dairy farms and stuff, it was the and there's all the stuff out in the west, you know, western Wisconsin with the bluff country and up north and all that stuff. It just always had Packers fans. Yeah. But now I'm not really holding on to that hatred that much anymore. So you, you know how you know you're a good Wisconsin girl or or boy, I suppose, is like one day you get to Christmas and um, you will open uh, Green Bay Packer shares. That's like a big deal. Everybody has oh, shares. That's right. How many do you have? Just one, or I just have one. You only yeah. You don't need lots of them. All right. So your third song is "The Doors Touch Me." Yes. And how about your fourth one? Um, What's your fourth song? Uh, my fourth song is El King, um, American Sweetheart, because this is just kind of finally hitting this space where it's like, screw it, I don't care. I'm not a married sweetheart, so beat the drum with me. I'm not a married Like, I'm comfortable in my skin now. This is a great place to be. I think this is... Right? We're now, like, living our best life where you're secure. Yeah. 
<laughs> Somewhat. You, yeah, no, I, to I, I totally agree. Yeah, like I said before, it, it's also, you got to get to the point where you just got to go get your happiness and not really care about the kind of peripheral stuff that is kind of talking you down, you know? Whether that's like, you know, you're out there doing all, you know, your yoga, organizing motorcycle races and all that kind of stuff, which is great because that takes a lot of, I think that probably takes a lot of courage, right? And to go through with that. If you're organizing stuff that 10,000 people are attending, you got to keep it together. Yeah, I, I like to hope so. That was, that was nice. That was, that was eloquently put. But um, I think more so just like, it's just like what you had said, like your 20s, you're, you're a little ticked off. Like, I'm not living mm -hmm. the dream that was promised to me. What is happening? <laughs> Who am I going to be? <laughs> what is going on? I'm not what I thought I would be. And then 30s is a little bit, a, a little bit going on that same route until now, like, I'm not 40s yet, but I feel like it's just got to get better. <laughs> and I think it does. Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, yeah, I remember in the 20s, like, yeah, I got out of college. And I was working at Jimmy John's and I was like, oh, man, this history degree is really going to good use right now. And it just it just took a while. It just took a while. And so, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty great space right now. I guess we just got to hope that our world like stays together for long enough for us to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good bit. point, right? What is something that you kind of shed that has been totally liberating for you? It could be something like physical, like say, like a proc original chair or like something <laughs> like a mindset. Oh, that's really great. Um, I, uh, I would say that it's talking about where I've come from. For a long period of time, I was embarrassed about several um stages like i remember having the the corporate career and they wanted me to talk about how i got there and i was like mortified that i would have to talk about that i ballroom danced or like just letting people mm -hmm. know some different stages and now that's exactly why I, i'm talking to you now is is just this beauty of being able to talk to it and let people hear your story and let people learn from it and and it, whether they do or they don't, I don't really care anymore. You know, it's it's it is truly the thread that like weaves through you. And that that's crazy that you felt kind of self conscious about the ballroom dancing story because that's something like now seems like it's one of those really colorful escapades where you're just like that is amazing. That's an amazing part. That is so unique. That's so much better than being like I spent six years in Chicago working as a sales representative for this you know yeah so i mean it's great that you got to the point where you're gonna be really proud of it well that's great well well heather i really appreciate you coming on the show today thank you thanks for this assignment you you've you're um helping me identify myself along this journey here <laughs> well thank you and uh thank you for being like kind of the guinea pig with with this and for those at home please subscribe to uh to this podcast you can do it on podbean you can do it on apple podcasts and spotify i'm probably going to get this added on to stitcher and anything else that i can get it added to and you can always write to me uh, on gmail uh the address is aging hipster network at gmail.com that is all one word aging hipster network at gmail.com and that is it and once again thank you for tuning in
Thank <laughs> you.